Halleluja, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Halleluja. It's good to stir up the gift. Listen, if you, if you don't know how to stir up the gift of God, you've got to stir up the gift of God within you. Paul told Timothy, he said, stir up the gift of God that's in you. Of course, he said, by the laying on of my hands. Then he went on to say, for God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. What happens is, is that don't be afraid to praise God. Don't be afraid to worship God. Amen. You, you, can't, you can't be ashamed of him. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before men, then I'll be ashamed of you before my father. And I know, you know, we look at this and we go, yeah, but I don't sound good. I sound terrible. It doesn't matter. Neither do I. I don't sound good, but I, don't, I have no problem. I embarrass myself every time. How do I do? I get, I mean, mine goes out all across the United States. I get to, I listen, we go watch the thing and I go, oh my gosh. I come up and I worship, because I'm worshiping God. I love it. I love worshiping God. I love allowing God to be God in my life. And so, but I, I am not going not gonna to stop uh, praising and worshiping. We've got to stir up the gift of God within us. As I shared before, many of you were in here, you know, in Acts chapter 13, it says uh, there was certain apostles and, and, and prophets that were gathered together. And uh, anyways, uh, the Bible says that they ministered to the Lord. You know, we, many times we minister one to another or we just do things, but we don't really know how to minister to the Lord. I mean, what can we give God that he doesn't have? Guess what we can give God he doesn't have? That's our praise. It's our worship. You know, there's a great song that's out now that says, I don't have anything to present before the king except for hallelujah. And you know what? That's what we have. But see, that's why the Bible says God inhabits our praises. Isn't that an amazing thing? That God wants to hear your voice. He wants to hear you. He wants to, he wants to have communion with you. He wants to have fellowship with you. He wants you to come and, and wait in his presence. He wants you to come and talk with him. God, the creator of the universe. The one that did everything holds the whole world in ends. He said, I want you to come and have fellowship with me. That's the only thing. We, what, what is, God doesn't have, he doesn't have our fellowship. He doesn't have us. And we give it to him. We honor him. Even though we're born again, you know, we have a relationship. But with our fellowship is when we lift our voices and we begin to magnify the Lord. Amen. You know, there's such a great deception in the world that, uh, especially in, even in the body of Christ, that we're not supposed to pray in tongues. That we're not supposed to worship God. God gave us that. God blessed us with that. God, God gave us those things. I mean, it's biblical. It's Pentecost. Next Sunday, this coming Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. It's Pentecost Sunday. And if you don't, you know, that's the thing about it. People want to make, you know, oh, that we know what they did. God did that outpouring so everybody could hear their voices to start the church. But then he stopped. No, he didn't stop. In 1 Corinthians 13, when it says, do all speak with tongues? No, no, all do not speak in tongues in church and, and, and interpret and do the things they're doing there. But everybody speaks in tongues if they want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because Paul said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. That's not my sermon tonight. Uh, you know, it's not my sermon on Sunday. But it's, listen, the, one of the biggest problems that we have in the body of Christ is we don't have authority and power. We don't have an expectancy for God to move, for God to do the things. We've, we think, well, that person, well, that God's given them that. God, listen, God's anointed each and every one of you. And God said, each and every one of you can prophesy. That means each and every one of you can speak by inspiration. And believe it or not, each and every one of you has spoken by inspiration. You just didn't know it. You said something that actually shocked you, and you thought, man, I wonder where that came from. Well, it didn't come from you because we know you're not that smart. <laughs> but it came by the Spirit of God that rose up from within you, and you spoke by the Spirit of God that changes things. Amen? And God desires that. God desires that because he said, we all should covet to prophesy. We should all covet to speak by the Spirit of God. How did he let God minister to those that are around us? Amen? 
Now, I understand all the con, pros and cons. I don't know why I'm sharing this because we're going to get into here. But the title of tonight is, is, is Deception and Don't Be Deceived. Amen? So don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. There's so much deception. In fact, I was listening to uh, Rick Renner, and he said the number one thing that's going to happen in the end of the ages, right before Jesus comes back, is the devil. The number one thing, and he you know, goes through the Greek and all that, and he says, is deception. People are being deceived. Because they're being deceived to shy away from the things of the supernatural. They're being deceived to think that God's not going to do it or God's going to use specific ones and not them. Hallelujah. Or they're being deceived in the deception of thinking, well, this is good enough or this is all we're going to get. I, I mean, let me just share with you. We ain't seen nothing yet. I'm not, I, I, you know, I'm not going to let the past, you know, uh, dictate to where, oh, man, that, the glory days. Not, you know, we, we were, had a... Like I said, I'm interested in one of the things you said. Listen, if you want to go forward with God, you got to amputate the past. You know what I mean by that? It means got to get cut off and you, and you lost it. You got to get rid of the past. You have to, whether it's good or bad. Because if you're looking at the bad past as, it, oh man, I remember this and I remember that and I remember this, you know. And it's like, okay, well, I do remember all those things, but glory to God, I am, I am bound and determined to see him in our day and age and our hour. Hallelujah. I'm fighting through, I'm wading through all the doubts and the unbelief. Amen. Glory to God. But the key to it is, is that we've got to start believing and start expecting. You know, I, you know, you've heard my wonderful little cliche that I've got, and God does this to me. He still reminds me of it all the time. Because, you know, there's times you get tired or times you're coming. He said, listen, if everybody's coming to church like you're coming to church today, what kind of service are we going to have? So you ask yourself, if everybody comes the way I'm expecting, what are we going to get? <laughs> what are we going to get? Amen. If we're just coming to come, we're just going to come here and say, okay, we're going to see what Pastor Mark can do or what Pastor Pam can do. We're just going to come in and see, listen to him, say, isn't that nice? Isn't that wonderful? But are you coming with an expectation? Are you coming to, to see God move? Are you seeing God touch? Are you coming expecting revelation? Are you coming for the power of God, the Holy Spirit, for God Almighty to speak? Are you coming with an expectation of, I want to see this, I want to have it, and bless God, I'm just going to get there. I know if I get there, God's going to say something to me. Amen. So I want to talk to you a little bit here, a little bit about deception. So go with me to Galatians chapter six, and, uh, and like I was saying about regret, he said in the last days that's what's going to happen. There's going to be this deception that we don't think that we need the Holy Spirit, or we don't think, or we got all the Holy Spirit we need, or we don't need to uh, press in and, and and see the hand of God even more so. Because guess what? We still need miracles. We still need healings. We still need people to be well and whole. The, you know, the power and the presence of God. God's, God's, God's still in the healing business, amen? God's still in the delivering business. Thank God he's still in the delivering business. Thank God he's setting you. Because the enemy has lied to people thinking that, well, nothing's ever going to change. I just have to live with this. You don't have to live with anything. You need to live with the glory of God. You need to live with the presence of God, Amen. You need to live, hallelujah, in what God has said in his word. And everything we see in the Bible, we should be able, hallelujah, to have. And I'm, never, I'm not going to be satisfied till we do. Because I've seen these things. And like I said, I'm not going to believe that the past is greater than the future. Amen? I believe that with all my heart. Look at, look at verse 7 uh, in Galatians chapter 6. Hallelujah, in verse 7. <clears throat> he said this, be not deceived. Pretty, pretty 
easy. Don't, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Amen. Amen. One of the biggest things about deception is, is that it basically gets you to be led astray. It gets you to believe a lie or it gets you to wander off or you get, uh, you know, just like I'm going to be led off course. And how many know if you're just off one degree when you start out, by the time you go three or four hours, you're going to be off a whole lot more. How many know that we've got to always uh, calibrate ourselves? We've got to always be getting back in to say, hey, are we still headed in the right direction? You know, it's funny. If you've ever uh, driven a tractor, if you've ever plowed a field, you know, if you don't, if you, and you're not figuring out, you think you're going straight, and then you turn around to go back, and you look and see where you've gone, and instead of going down like this, you went that way, and it ruined everything. You started plowing that field crossways. It ain't working. And then you're, if you're like me, your dad come out and yell at you. Say, what, what's the matter with you? I told you, you got to pick a spot. Aim for that sucker. I mean, but I was nine and 10 years old. I, you know, a lot of things you have to do. I have to turn around and replow the field. But you got to stay in line. Amen? Amen? We have a, what happens to us is that Paul is declaring here, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. And, and you know, that's the funny thing about it. how many of the world is mocking God right now in all kinds of things. But let me just tell you, don't you be deceived. God's not mocked. The Bible says that God is actually sitting in the heavens and he's laughing at everybody else down here, what they're doing. It says the Bible says in Psalms, says he who sits in the heavens laughs. He's laughing at these guys trying to, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to set this. He's just going, yeah, they got to the place I knew they were going to get to. About as stupid as they can be. Amen? But be not deceived. And he's telling us that we have the ability not to be deceived. Why? Because we have an unction from the Holy One. We have a desire from the Holy One, not just to know God, but to receive from God and to be used by God. See, it's not enough just to know Him. Because once you know Him, He wants to use you in the sense He wants wants you to be encouraged you to be an encouragement to somebody, you to be somebody. Because when God says, I want to heal this person, he has to have somebody down here to lay hands on them. Amen. I mean, we can get it on our own. They can do it too. But, he's, but the main thing that he does is by people being, by the laying on of hands. It's by people praying for one another. It's by being healed and being restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Amen. But did you also know, it's so funny. He said this, be not deceived, God is not mad. Look at the next little phrase. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Don't you wish that God would just cause the reaper to come a little faster on some folks that are sowing crazy things? Amen. You know, I mean, we had to slow down three times coming, driving down here because people pulled over in our lane because they're passing all the, and three times. We have to slow down. And, and the last time, this dude split between us and a hay truck and a, a hay guy that's, that, you know, that, that does the big, big, giant things there and 22 tractors on this side, and he's coming down the center at everybody because he doesn't want to be late or he doesn't, he's in a hurry. That's eight-mile road, you know. And the other ones are all on 88 or 12, and that's just nuts. People are just going crazy. And I'm thinking, man, where's a cop when you need him? He ain't never around. 
No offense to the cops or the highway patrol. But it's like, sheesh, you know, what are we doing here? But he said, guess what? There's a law of sowing and reaping. And we always look at that. And every, when you say sowing, everybody thinks of money. So throw money out. That's the last thing right now. Let's talk about sowing peace. Let's talk about sowing love. But let's talk about sowing things of the Spirit. Did you notice that he said that verse 8. Let's look at verse 8. We're going to tie this all together with you to understand. He says, for he that sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. They're going to reap it. They can laugh all they want to. But how many of you know we're going to have the last laugh? And it's sad, but we are. I don't want anybody to go to hell. Man, I, I'm so sad. But the problem is, is that they have the choice. God's given them so many opportunities to get born again. But they're the rejection of it. But I'm, you know, we're going to get the last laugh because we're going to get to go to heaven. Amen. Amen. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. But he also says this in verse 8. They, but they that sow it to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. How many know that life everlasting is not just the eternal life of what we get to get to heaven. You didn't get born again just to get to heaven because if that's all it was about, then when you got saved, you should have been just die and go to heaven right then. God should have just, okay, I got this one, I got this one. He would have been so much easier. He left a few elite down here just to do the, you know, the cultivate or the, you know, the, the reaping and everything, but he didn't do that. He got you born again and he left you here in this crazy world. Why did he do that? Because he wanted you to know how life everlasting works here on the earth. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be touched. He wants to work through you. He wants to have fellowship. And he wants to show the world and the devil how great he is through you. He doesn't want to go down. God, God could come down and do anything he wants to do if he wanted to do it. But he'd actually be overriding the enemy because he left us. But God wants to show the devil. Watch. You watch how great my man is. Even though the devil's been tormenting us and doing things. He said, but I've got a man. I've got a man. God's always seeking for man. When I say man, he's talking about men and women. God's always, I've got somebody who's going to stand up. He's got, you remember he said, if you, if you considered my servant Job, and when the whole world's terrible, he said, yeah, but I got a man named Noah. Hallelujah. I got a man named Noah. And when God went around looking around, he says, I got a man named Abraham. I got a man named Abraham. Amen. And when God needed to deliver, he ran around and said, I got a man named Joe, Moses. I got a man named Moses. Hallelujah. And then when he looked around, he says, man, I need, I need somebody here. And I got a man named David. Amen. God always found somebody who would take and believe and said, I'm going to believe who God is. And God went, and here's the thing about it is that when we look at this, there's always, and, and this is the thing about it, we got a whole world that's mocking God. They don't believe it. Because how many of you know the world's sowing crazy things right now? Wow. I mean, we've got so much information, so many things, and the world is just sowing to the flesh. They're sowing things, you know. And, and the problem is, is that the church doesn't believe in sowing and reaping. Because if we believed in sowing and reaping, we'd be sowing a whole lot more good things than bad. Amen. Amen. Notice he said, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Amen. I'm going to sow to the Spirit. I'm going to sow love. I'm going to sow kindness because I need it. You know, people ask me all the time, so how can you give everybody so much mercy? Because I need mercy. I got a lot of seed in the ground. People say, well, he, he's never, no, nah, I need mercy. And I like mercy. Mercy means you don't get what you deserve. Grace means you get what you don't deserve. You get, you understand that? God's grace, we didn't deserve it, but we got it. God's mercy is you deserve to get some bad things here. You deserve, you did this, so you deserve to be punished. But mercy says, no, 
ah, I get God's mercy. So you, you may think you like grace, but I like mercy. <laughs> I love grace. I love the ability of God to do those things there. How did it, you know, but we see this. We see this thing happening right now where we see a lot of, lot of things where they don't care. They're blatant. We see that now with what's going on with all of this stuff. And, you know, uh, it, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. Believe it or not, right in the Galatians here, Paul's told us we're supposed to disassociate with those, hallelujah, who dare to, to mock God. Amen. And we need to stand up strong because reason we don't see a lot more miracles, signs, and wonders, because we're not bold enough to, to stand up and say, hey, that's wrong. Because we're afraid somebody's going to sue us. We're afraid somebody's going to get upset, and we're going get, to get this, and we're going to get that. You know what? And one of the, let me just share with you, as long as you use scripture, this, this, is, this is the King James Version, it's eminent domain, as long as you do this, you can never be sued by telling somebody the scriptures. <laughs> because everybody can use this Bible. It's just public knowledge, so it doesn't matter. I, well, I'm just using it for what I believe it is. You can use it for whatever you want to, but you can take the Word of God and you can change everything. Amen? See, when it talks about that, when it says that whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also that word soweth, it means any seed that you're sowing. If you don't like the harvest that you have, then change your seeds. Amen? What have we been sowing? What are we doing? What are we speaking? It's our words that take place in this, you know, and, and it, it applies to every sphere of our life because the enemy is always trying to bombard us and say, well, why isn't this happening? Why, why does it look like this person's being blessed and I'm not being blessed? Or why does it look like things are happening here and this? There must be something special. And there are special anointings. There are giftings that God does. But did you know that you're special? That you're a chosen generation? That you have been chosen by God. And you know how I know that? Because if you're born again, if you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, guess what? God chose you. He chased you. Now he wants you to chase him. So that's why you're chosen. You're a royal priesthood. Holy. Amen. God's got some really great things. Hallelujah. You know. And, and the key to it is, is that many times you say, well, I tried that love stuff. I tried to be nice to somebody for about an hour and it just didn't work. You can take that over in the money too. They say, I just, I, I gave, I, I did that once and it didn't work. <laughs> How many of you know it doesn't work by trying? It works by doing. And the funny thing about it, when you look at this word sowing or this word sow, it means that you got to continue. It's a continual action. action. You got to have some discipline and you got to have some consistency. Because if you start sowing, you'll start reaping. Amen? you'll start reaping and you'll start seeing it come back to every wave. Amen? Isn't it amazing? Have you read in the, in, the, in the Old Testament where it talked about the Israelites as they were traveling, the Bible says they cast their seed upon the water. Or they cast their bread upon the water. It was their seed. Why did they cast their bread upon the water to let it flow down river? They cast it. I mean, naturally, that's what they were doing. They were casting their bread upon the water. And the Bible says after many days, it'll come back to them. Because what it was, they cast their seed so the seed would flow down ahead of them so that by the time they got there and where they were headed, it was planted and it started to grow. So when they got there, there were fields and there was harvest. That's why they kept casting their bread upon the water. 
because they had a continual thing. It was flowing downstream. And, and when you understand that, that's why the Bible tells us to keep on casting our bread upon the water, keep on doing the things that God's told us to do. He tells us to do this so that we'll reap, but we'll keep on reaping. Listen, just because you got a harvest one time, amen, you can get a harvest. But how many of you know God wants you to have many harvests? God wants you to keep reaping. You know why people look at the past, why they stay? Remember I said you got to amputate the past. You got to stop things. Is that we look at the past and say, yeah, it's great. But no, the future is so much brighter. Hallelujah. It, uh, and how many all of us know the reason that we don't see the things that we want to see is because we really don't press in to see it. You know, I mean, we, most people, they really get disgusted or they scoff off or they get frustrated is because they really don't take time to really put God to the test. They really never really take the word of God. Say, I'm going to let the word of God try me and I'm going to work what God says. Amen. Hallelujah. Most people sow once in areas and then they wait for a harvest. And then they look, well, I sowed there. I should get my harvest there. Why? Not really. You don't determine where your harvest comes from. You det- now listen, when I understand this, because well, I know I sow to get this, right? I know people have done, planted, but when I'm saying, no, you sow, because, and I'm not talking about money right now, I'm talking about your life, I'm talking about spiritual things, I'm talking about sowing, love, joy, peace, sowing, and believing, sowing into believing, having an expectancy, having a draw, being excited about the things of God, amen? God's the one, he, you, may, you may sow over here, but God may repay you over here, Amen? You're sowing because you're just doing what God says. Amen? Now, let me give you the, the interpretive translation of, of Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. It says this. It says, stop letting people lead you astray from the truth. Amen? Hallelujah. You might try to turn up your nose at the law of God, but it won't change the law. It remains true. That whatever you regularly and habitually sow, regardless of what it is, that is exactly what you will regularly and habitually reap. Amen? And the cool thing about what Paul's endeavoring us to do is that he's endeavoring us to believe him for harvest. Look at verse 9. Usually I give you, and I do give you a lot of scriptures in between, but I just want to stay here because the Lord just really just said, listen... There's a harvest. There's something exciting coming, guys. There's a supernatural, super, I mean, listen, the devil has raised up his ugly head, all these things. There is so much craziness, so much confusion, so much chaos. We're about ready to have miracle signs and wonders. We're about ready to have God to show up, the power and the presence. It is. There's something supernatural about to happen. Now, whether it's Jesus coming back, because I believe he is coming back soon, but when if he does, that's fine. But, you know, until then... I'm expecting God to be God. I just, there's an excitement on the inside of me. Look at verse nine. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Isn't that amazing? For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Hallelujah. Due season means harvest comes at various times. Harvest is coming. Listen, harvest is coming. Harvest of people. Harvest of wealth, harvest of supernatural, they're coming. Now, whether or not you're a part of it, whether or not you believe in it, how I many you know that every move of God was fought by the religious people? 
Every move of God was fought by all those who were in the church. We just have a movie out of Jesus' revolution. You know, those of us that are old enough that were lived through that or were in that or got saved during that or were there, you know, we know the church did not like those bunch of hippies. I grew up then. I was there. I was there in church. And I saw them laying outside the door. When we'd go to church, they'd be hanging out like, whoa, far out, man. This is cool. Let's do this. Man, Jesus is so cool. And he got hair, got no shoes on. And I was like, yeah, this is cool, man. This is awesome. But everybody else who had on a tie and a suit were like, they're dirty. Dirty. Let them sit over there. Huh? We look at that and we kind of go, God can't do that. God did. But the established church didn't believe it. There's some that are still stuck in the established church back in the day. They still don't believe what took place and how God was moving and what God was doing. You know, God can't do that. And then we had charismatic move. Everybody started getting filled with the Holy Ghost and that just started blowing everybody's mind. Hallelujah. Especially when you'd see a Catholic nun playing a guitar, singing in tongues, worshiping God. And you're like, okay, this is not right. And she's smiling from ear to ear. See, that's the first time I ever heard anybody praying in tongues was a Catholic nun in, in, in the Catholic church basement, hiding out from everybody, playing a guitar and praying in tongues. I thought, this is pretty cool. I don't know what she's saying. I have no idea what's going on there, but there's something cool about that. <laughs> Amen. People say, no, it's just all for that. Listen, it changed the nations. It took seven priests from Duquesne University and Duquesne thing who were priests that went up into the mountains of Pennsylvania and began to pray and to seek God and said, listen, there's got to be something. They were young priests praying, asking God in their own way of doing things. And all seven of them got filled with the Holy Ghost, didn't even know what the Holy Ghost was. They had no idea. They hadn't understood that. Didn't even, came back down and said, I don't know what happened, but the power and the presence of God began to go. You know, and, and you see the things of God. And if you live through that, but did the church like it? Are you kidding? They tried to destroy everything. They tried kicking people out. They were, you can't come here. And then God began to just say, listen, watch what I do. Watch what he does. Watch what God does. He does it. So what happens is, is that I don't want any of us to miss it. Amen? You know, and so praise God. When it talks about due seasons, how many know that means there's time involved? And how many know that we are ripe for harvest? We are ripe for revival. We are ripe for the moves of God. We are in a position where God wants to do things. And I say that supernaturally because he wants to speak to you supernaturally. But the expectation, you have to believe and expect that he's going to do that. There has to be that heart hunger where you say, you know what? I believe God's saying do this. I believe God's doing this. Because I believe God is calling. Amen? And I remember, because see, I was there during some of the things in the late 70s, and God was calling. He called people out of every denomination. He called people just that weren't even, he called people that got saved in the Jesus, or that didn't know nothing, and he caused them to crawl, go across the United States and end up at one spot to gather together to cause a, 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 a revival that would take place and take out, that would take the gospel to the nation, that would take a spirit of faith to the nation, that would see the hand of God go all around and see thousands and thousands of people and everyone had their own story and guess what you've got a story that everybody else needs to hear even 
He said, don't get weary. Listen, there's been a lot of weary. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 9, it says that, that, that Satan's going to wear the saints of God out. He's going to make them weary. He's going to get them so busy. I mean, how many think you're way too busy? Only me? I'm the only one that's too busy. You guys, you guys are all kicking back, having big... Man, we're going to have to stop. We've got to quit getting too busy. We've got to let these guys put them to work. Hallelujah. You know, they got plenty of time. Hallelujah. <laughs> Do you know that word weary means to let something bad defeat you? It means to let something stop you from finishing your course. And uh, what happened is, is that when you allow that, we allow bad circumstances, we allow things that didn't go right, we allow all these things that uh, we didn't receive to mess us up. And you know what? We can't do that. We got we to gotta keep moving forward. Because there, there's, a, there's a harvest there's, and there's the supernatural things that God wants to do in our lives. He, there's some, something that he wants to And he said, we'll reap if we don't faint not. Amen? Isn't that what he said in verse 9? Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And that means we can faint. Amen? It means we can faint. Well, how do we stop from fainting? Well, Isaiah, you know. Where it talks about they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Amen? They're not going to faint. We're not going to stop doing the things of God. You know, many, many folks are like they're, they're winding down. And I ask myself, you know, I look at things and go, I'm not winding down. I'm winding up. I'm, I'm so wound up now. I'm just ready to go. I'm more wound than an eight-day clock, man. I'm just ready to go. I'm, I'm full of fire. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I'm full. I just, I'm like, okay, Lord, what's wrong with me? Everybody else is like trying to cruise or get back and, and just kind of good thing. Here's what we're doing. We got to do this. We got to handle that. And I'm like, I got vision. I got life. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just ready to rock and roll. You know, everybody else is trying to hunker back down and we're building and we're going and we're going to take land and we're doing the things God's called us to do. And, you know, sometimes if, you, if you're the only one swimming upstream, you're kind of thinking, okay, Lord, what's going on? Am I, am I going the wrong way? And he just smiles and says, just keep paddling. Just keep paddling. Just keep paddling. Hallelujah. See, because fainting means you begin to relax and think well, okay, this is just the way it's going to be, and I'm just going to coast till the end. How many know that we're in a river and that we are supposed to be going upstream, but if you, or you're, you're in a river and you're in a canoe or you're in a kayak, if you stop paddling, what happens? You turn, and you start going the way with everybody else. So you've got to keep paddling. You've got to keep paddling. No matter what goes on, you've got to keep paddling. Because how many know the devil's always going to tell you, it's not going to work this time. It's not going to work. You've been here a long time. You've been believing for a long time. You know, it's not going to do You might as well cut back. You might as well do this. You might as well stop this. Listen, nothing's working. Nobody cares about you. It, nothing, nothing's working. You're just not going to get here. You can't do this. You know, why don't you take it easy? Because that's exactly what he wants you to do. He does. He wants you to stop. He wants you to say, well, yeah, but I'm tired. We understand that. That's when you've got to get a refreshing. That's when you've got to get stirred up. See, times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. The Bible also says over in, in, in Isaiah, it said, this is the refreshing. 
with stammering lips and another tongue when I speak unto this people. The Bible says that when you pray in the Holy Ghost, how do you, you build yourself up how do you, on your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit, by praying in what God's got, stirring yourself up and getting into the rest of God, but getting into the presence of God. But here's the thing. Remember we talked about sowing. And I'm going to have, why don't you come back up to the piano here. We're going to do something and worship God a little bit better here and some more. Because I believe God's downloading some things. And he's also going to give you times of refreshing. You need to be in the presence of God. Let refreshing. And if you don't do anything, just let it refresh you. Let the, let the waves of the Holy Spirit just refresh you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, here's the thing. If we'll do what the Bible says to do and we'll sow to the Spirit, we'll of the Spirit reap life everlasting. If we'll do what the Bible says to do, and we'll sow love, we'll sow forgiveness, we'll sow hallelujah, uh, all that God has. Instead of sowing bitterness and strife, instead of sowing discord, or instead of sowing, uh, you know, our frustrations. Amen? We need to sow what God says to sow. Let's sow love. Now, I know I'm different. I know I'm high octane. I've always been high octane. And people say, you're not going to be able to run at that high octane. You're just not going to be able to do that. Well, I'm going to do this as long as I can until Jesus says I can't. Because it's not determined by what you think I can or cannot do. It's what he says. Moses was 120 and his eyesight wasn't dim and his strength was not abated. And I don't know if I want to go to 120. In fact, I know I don't want to go to 120. I can tell you that right now. Not the way the world is, not the way everything. Lord, you know, but I want to go as long as I can. And I want to go until I'm satisfied, but I also want to go as long as he needs me. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Hallelujah. Stand up. I want you to stand up. I was going to have you sit down, but I want you to stand up. So let's, 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 let's stop trying to... Uh, challenge the system of the world let's stop trying to figure out how bad they're going to be let's just stop trying trying to figure out why are they being so crazy and let's enter into the presence of God and let's start sowing to our spirit let's start sowing to spiritual things and allow God to touch our lives Father we thank you tonight we thank you for these folks not only those that are here but those that are watching those that are going to watch this oh Father hallelujah hallelujah glory to God Mm. Do you have a song that goes apropos with this? That's a good That's a great one. All right. If you know this song, sing it with it. If you don't, too bad you don't get the words. That's okay. You'll learn a new song. Yes, that's right. Come on, go ahead. Prophesy. Yes, he is exalted. Father, we want to lift you up. Lift up the name of Jesus. Lift Jesus up. All men will come. Yes, hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Father. Go ahead. Oh, Lord. You are high above all the earth. Above all the earth. Thou art exalted.
I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Thou art exalted far above, oh God. Yes, you are, Lord. Yes, you are. Oh, you're God. You are high above all the earth. And it's wonderful. Praise the Lord. God's so good. So I want you to get your expector zone. Have an expectation. Have a hunger when you show up to church, but also have a hunger for God to direct your steps. I believe you're going to be at the right place at the right time to share the love of Jesus with the right people. Amen. I mean, have a, have a, have a God moment. Have a supernatural things where, man, this is, we can see God's hand in it. And don't think and say, well, why would God do that for me? Because he loves you. And he wants to. He's really super now. He wants to. Amen? And I think it's time for our expectation to get higher. Yes, amen. Amen. Glory to God. What we're going to receive, you know, this evening's tithes and offerings as we always do on Wednesday at the end here. So uh, if uh, you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of you. Or if you're going to give here, I'm going to go down and grab my phone. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And uh, do mine by what we have up here, which I usually do so I can keep it afresh on Wednesdays and stuff. But praise the Lord. God is so good. Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's so good. I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed tonight. I had fun. Um, we, might, we, might, we might just be doing a few things. You know what we're going to do here. We're, we're changing it up here. We're going to, you know, one thing about it, we're, we're, you know, not that we're praying dangerous prayers, but we're just seeking God's face. We're hungry. We're desiring you know, and if you've seen some things, then, you know, you want to see some things again, but you also just want to see what God's doing now. Amen. And, and I'm just, I just believe that. I believe that he's, his hand and his plan, his purpose is 
is here. And I believe there's a resurgence of things. Amen. There is. I believe it. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just honor you and love you. We thank you that we can bring our tithes and offerings, worship you with our giving. Thank you, Father, for meeting and supplying all of our needs. Every person here, every person watching. Lord, thank you. You're doing exceeding abundantly above all that we could even ask or think according to your power that works within us. And we declare your power is working in us mightily. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we honor you for it. Thank you. Thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Ushers, go ahead. You know, this week is, uh, it's also Memorial Weekend. Praise God. That means there's a lot of things going on. And uh, so, um, so and, and also, I'd, I'd like you to pray. Uh, we have all, next week, right after, you know, Tuesday coming up, this next week, they're starting the roof. And uh, we've got lots of contractors going to be here. They're going to be doing things. So, amen. Well, it is going to be a blessing. Uh, it's going to be a big mess. Uh, you know, we're coordinating with it. It really is. We're coordinating with our, you know, for the preschool and stuff. And, um, and of course, when they, when they lift the units off of our, our building, nobody can actually be in the building. They have to be completely away from it and around it because of what they do and stuff. So, you know, we're coordinating all of that, trying to make it all happen. So, praise God. Amen. Good things. So just be praying that we have wisdom, favor, hallelujah, and it all comes together. Amen. Good stuff. Good things. Hallelujah. So um, I think that's, is there anything else to announcements? Any other announcement? That's the only ones that know. Uh, oh, yeah. Registration for VBS, you know, and we're doing it all online. So we're not having you sign up. So make sure if you don't know how to do that, talk to Letitia or talk to Greg or somebody can get you to sign up there. But we can, hey, we're believing God. We really believe in God for 100 kids to come and then be born again for their lives to be changed. We're putting a ton of money into it. But we believe in our kids. Amen? We really do. We really want to see their lives change. So we thank God for that. Thank God. Thank God. And I am truly expecting God to, 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 to give you some, some God moments, some divine touches. Amen? And uh, to refresh you. So let's all stand up. I love you. Uh, God loves you even more than I do, which is amazing. And, uh, you know, hey, you be blessed. And all of you watching, glory to God, we'll get to see you on Sunday.